Hey guys, it's a great day to live for Jesus. My name is Pastor Mike Grover, and this is the In the Word podcast, a twice-weekly devotional journey through the New Testament, where together we will stop, look, and learn what the Lord has to say to us today. We're in the Word today in Matthew chapter number 6, And we are continuing on the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus began in chapter 5 and that continues through chapter 7. Now, some have called the Sermon on the Mount the Manifesto of Christ's Kingdom. And in this sermon, uh, Jesus is really contrasting his teaching with the teaching of the religious leaders of that day, the scribes and the Pharisees. You know, the scribes and the Pharisees had such an exacting allegiance to the letter of the law, but completely missed the whole heart of the matter. And so over and over again in this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is taking us into the heart of the matter, really the heart of what we could call true religion. And uh, he did that in the last chapter, and he does it again here in this chapter. Over and over again, he contrasts uh, that true walk with God to that external walk that the Pharisees and the scribes taught. I think what he's really doing in the Sermon on the Mount in a lot of ways is he's drawing these followers into a deeper understanding of what it means to have a personal walk with the Father. As a matter of fact, he refers to God as the Father over and over again. Here in chapter 6, he does it 12 different times. In verse 1, he talks about your father. Verse number 4, your father. Verse number 6, two times, and so on. So over and over again, he refers to God as our father. And he mentions all these different religious observances, alms or charitable giving, prayer, fasting, provision, personal trust. And in each of these topics that he deals with in this chapter, He draws them into understanding it through the lens of God's love and God's care for us. And he gets to that heart of the chapter where he talks about, hey, take no thought for your life. Your father knows that you have need of all of these things. And so in this chapter, he's talking so much about that contrast and that relationship with the father. And I want to focus this morning on verses five through eight when he's talking about prayer. He said, when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites. There's that contrast again. Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the scribes. Don't be like the Pharisees. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you that they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you have shut your door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And your Father which is in secret shall reward you openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like them. And here's, I want you to get this. For your father knows what things you have need of before you ask. Man, I love that phrase there. Your father knows. Your father knows. We're not sitting here and just having an allegiance and a loyalty to some kind of external show of religion, but man, we have a loving relationship with a God who knows us. God knows. He knows us. He knows our needs. Think of this. He knows our faults, and yet, man, he shows us love anyway. He knows everything because that's who he is. He's God. He's omniscient. 
He is all-knowing. You know, in the Hebrew scripture in the Old Testament, there's many different Hebrew names that are used to describe God. One of my favorite is found in Genesis chapter number 16, and he's called El Roy. El Roy, the God who sees. God had promised Abraham that he would have a child, and Abraham tried to help God out, and uh, he had a, was having a child to his wife's handmaid, Hagar, and Sarah became very jealous and put out. I'm not going to get into the whole subject of polygamy in the Old Testament, but Hagar flees into the desert in desperation, broken, burdened, rejected, cast out. And there at a well, God appears to her and he comforts her and he gives her hope and he gives her promise even through her son Ishmael, who was not the seed of promise, but still seen and known and loved by God. And in that moment, as her heart is lifted up and her assurance comes to her, she says to him, you are the God who sees me. I believe that's the tone of what Jesus is getting across to us, Sermon on the Mount here. I don't really believe he was telling them some new revelation of God that they didn't already have. I think he was reminding them of the true revelation of God through the scriptures rather than the contorted view of God that was given to them through the writings of the, the leaders of the day. He said, remember, your father knows. He is El Roy. He is the God who sees you. So we should really never feel abandoned or overlooked. Why? Because he's the God that sees us. He's the God that knows us. You know, oftentimes, uh, maybe it feels like God is gone and maybe it feels like our prayers aren't getting up any higher than the, the ceiling. You know, like 1 Corinthians 13, it feels like it's uh, just tinkling cymbals and clanging brass. And we feel like we're praying, but we have no sense that God is aware of us or that he's listening. And maybe we go through those seasons where we feel distant and separate from God. But I think a very important lesson that we're taught in Scripture and that I have personally learned in life and we all need to know is this. It's way more important that God knows where I am than that I know where God is. It's just more important. I've used this illustration oftentimes. You think of a child who's with a parent in a store and the child keeps tugging and pulling away from the parent and the parent's trying to warn them, you're going to get lost, stay by me, stay by me. And then through frustration, the parent says, okay, I'm going to let him learn a lesson. The child pulls away, and that mom or dad lets them go. And they keep an eye on him, but they do it from a distance, maybe behind a clothing rack, or maybe just the, the next aisle over where they can see them down the rows. And at some point, that wandering child realizes that they have no idea where their parent is. And fear grips them, and uncertainty. And maybe they even begin to cry in that moment. And that sense of separation takes hold of them. And then the parent comes over <clears throat> and hugs them and reassures them and reminds them, that's why I want you to stay close to me. So I believe God also gives us these teaching moments in life where maybe he allows us to have a sense of separation, even though that separation's not real. Why? Because he's Elroy. He's the God who sees. Your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. 
You see, that's the relationship we have with him as his children. And it's so much more important that he knows where we are than that we know where he is. He knows my heart. He knows my name. He knows my need. He knows my cares. He knows my worries and concerns. So when you pray, remember, he knows. He knows your need. Don't give up praying to God because you simply feel like it's not doing any good. You know what? We have that promise over in uh, Romans chapter number 8 in verses 26 and 27. And I love this scripture. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities or our weaknesses, for we know not. There's that knowing not. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings that can't be uttered. And he that searches the hearts, here's our word again, knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. What a great passage on prayer that teaches us that even when we don't know what we ought to be praying, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to take that prayer and to make it right and to bring it before the Father. And I love what it says, he that searches the hearts knows knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Jesus said, don't be like the heathen trying to do all kinds of fancy things to be heard by God. Why? Because your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask Him. So don't worry about praying right. Just pray because that is right. Your Father knows. He's the God who sees. So what is our word for the day? Come to God in prayer, knowing He knows. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey together through the New Testament.